episode of the Light Podcast. As always, each day, every day, every week, I'm joined by my brother, Big John L. John, what's up, man? Where you at? What's going on, Scott? What's going on with you today, man? Hey, nothing, man, nothing. I know, um, you know, you've been hearing me talk like a broke record about this new joint that dropped this week, Summer Classics by Bobby J from Rockaway. It's making, it's, you know, making some noise, man, making some noise on the internet. What you think? What you think about that joint, man? I liked it a lot, man. I mean, I definitely listened to it. I'm on my third listen. You know what I mean? There's a couple mm-hmm. tracks that I can't get past, like the uh, Walter White joint. Oh, I like yeah. that joint a lot. Oh, yeah. So anytime I listen to the album, I got to swing through that one about two, three times. You know, he, he uh, drops a couple nice uh, little little punchlines in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, and then I go back and I started listening to some of his uh, extended, you know, EPs and things that, you know, his extended plays. And, you know, I mean, I like the kid, man. I like the kid's flow. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, he's 31 years old. I'm not calling him a kid. But I like the young man's flow, man. I like what he's bringing back to hip-hop. It's because needed. it is definitely needed. Mm-hmm. It's definitely needed, man. And and the fact that he has the backing of Kwame, of course. And I know when we do the interview, we'll get more into that and how those connections came in to uh, being. But, I mean, just, you know, just a broad brush real quick across his whole career. I would say I, on a scale of one to five, I would give him a 4.5. Hey, I mean, the kid's needle is definitely pointing up. No doubt, man. I think it's a breath of fresh air, man. I think, you know, it's needed, man. You and I go back and forth, man, about, you know, what's, I don't want to say what's wrong with hip-hop, but we talk about what's wrong with hip-hop. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, our opinion is, you know, obviously don't mean shit to nobody, man, but, you know, you know, this definitely made me happy. You know what I mean? It definitely made me happy to hear, you know what I mean? Because, man, it checks all the boxes as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? We talk, we go back and forth for a while about all this, man. So, um, but you know we had to have him. You know we had to have him on the oh, show, no man. Doubt. No doubt. You know what I mean? So, no doubt. Without further ado, But he wasn't man, alone on the show, though. He wasn't alone on the show. Oh, we got no, another no, no, special no. guest. No doubt, man. Dwayne Joseph. Dwayne We're is... We're not going to give it away. All right. I, let me just say this, man. I I, I definitely want to... You know, I, I wanted to do that, man, because Dwayne's been telling me about Bobby J for a long time. And I'm right. I'm hard. I'm I'm hard-headed, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he sent me links. He sent me, you know, songs and things that he did. And, you know, life gets in the way, as it always does, man. Busy doing this, busy doing that. And so he finally hit me up a couple weeks ago. He said, Scott, man, you got to listen to this joint, man. And I seen him posting about Bobby J from Rockway, Bobby J from Rockway. And he dropped this video, Let Me Breathe. Bruh, crazy. I'm not going to give it away, man. You know, um, we get into a, a great conversation with, with, with Bobby about who he is, where he's from, you know, and what this album means to him and what it's inevitably going to mean for the culture, man. So without further ado, Bobby J from Rockaway, live and direct on the Light Podcast. John, here we go, man. Now listen, is it true that I'm the greatest and it's not debated? Shit, I don't know. Is prison overpopulated? That's like asking me if calculus is complicated. You and I are not related. Get your chain confiscated. It's obvious the weed has probably got you faded. Heavily intoxicated. Brain discombobulated. Shit, I'm the illest breathing. If I'm not the greatest, one died on March night. The other one was shot in Vegas. And the mother's age is not contagious. Big John, man, what's up, man? You know, so just as promised, man, we got special guest Bobby J from Walkaway. Live and direct on the Light Podcast. Super excited. You ready? You ready, John? Oh, come on, man. You know, I've been sitting here. We've been talking about this LP for a minute. 
So mm-hmm. the fact that we got Bobby J from Rockaway up on the mics with us, you know what I mean, along with another special guest, this is going to be a fire episode. No doubt. No doubt. Bobby, what's good, man? Thank you so much for coming on with us, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. No doubt. And also with Bobby, we have another special guest, Dwayne Joseph, live and direct from Chicago. Dwayne, what's good, man? Introduce yourself, man. What's going on? What's going on? Dwayne from Chicago, quintessential New York Giants fans. Always, always, always. And, you know, Dwayne's being super humble, man. He's an esteemed author. We're going to get to that also, man. But, um, you know, Bobby, you know, this is this is this is something, you know, that, you know, we are very excited about. Your album just dropped, Summer Classics, and it is an instant classic. You know, just it you know, I'm, no doubt, man. I'm super biased. It's gonna be a homer from my perspective, man. But what we like to do is, you know, get your story, you know, get your get your perspective on how you got here to this point. So I'm gonna turn the mic over to you, man, and let you tell that to the fans. Well, well, first of all, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate that the praise you're giving it, you know, it's like, I don't like to, I don't like to give myself any accolades or prop myself up. So, you know, coming from somebody who's a hip hop fan, you know, thank you. You know, I appreciate your opinion. All I do is, is make music that feels right for me. You know, I try to make music that is reminiscent of what I grew up on. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like beholden to try and ride any wave or or sound like anybody else. I'm just I'm just doing what feels right. So the fact that, you know, I could tell everybody that that's here is 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 a hip hop fan for a long time. So, you know, for you to keep that kind of praise on the album means a lot. So, you know, first and foremost, thank you. No doubt. Um I mean my story is is a long one, man. It's it's I, I, this I know a lot of people are just hearing about me now, but you know I've been I've been rapping since I'm about 10 years old. Um, I just turned 31, um, so you know I've been rapping for longer than I haven't been rapping. Um, and you know I, I probably started taking it seriously around 13 or 14 years old, um, and that's when I that's when I met Kwame. So I kind of use it as like a starting point um because prior to that rapping for me was a very private kind of thing you know i grew up in a neighborhood uh called rockaway beach queens um there wasn't a lot of people around me that were doing music in general much less making hip-hop so you know the early years was a lot of me just kind of like staying in my basement or my bedroom and just and just you know doing my homework and, and studying and listening listening to as much music as possible and just kind of working on my craft and it wasn't really until um i got to high school where it was like all right now i have a forum to rap in front of people so that's like that's when i really that's that's when i really got to meet like-minded individuals and it was through a friend i made in high school that i actually met kwame um, and that's kind of the person that really like saw that first spark and 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 really understood that there was potential with what I was doing. And he kind of raised me in this in this music thing, you know, kind of took me in under his wing and and you know put me through that artist development process that I don't think really exists anymore. Mm-hmm. So you know I've I've been working with him since I'm a young kid, and he kind of showed me the ins and outs of. You know how to make records and i mean when i first met him i was just like 
trying to battle everybody and basically trying to be cannabis. And, uh, you know, he was the one that, that, that kind of took that, 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 that coal and, and made a diamond, I guess. And I say that humbly. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's been a long road, man. I mean, we've, we've, we've been putting out records since like 2007 and, um, you know, there was times where I didn't know if I really wanted to do this anymore. I didn't know if it was working, you know, you kind of hit a brick wall and, and can, can, can enter that, that, that mad rapper phase where you feel like, you know, everyone's out to get you and nothing's working out. And, you know, I definitely have had my ups and downs and, you know, just, just the simple fact that. I was able to put this project out and now I have a whole body of work, you know, to share with the world is is an accomplishment in itself. So, you know, regardless of how many people listen, regardless of what people think about it, you know, I'm just happy to be in a position where I can make music and put it out directly to the people. You know, so no I, I could get I could get real long winded with it, but that's that's the gist of it, man. It's this is a, a long, a long work in progress. It's, no, listen, man, the platform is yours, man. We brought you in because for, you know, collectively, this has been a, a complete breath of fresh air. Just to kind of give you some history. I mean, John and I, the, you know, the, the host of Light Podcast, I mean, we've got a lot of strong opinions about the state of hip hop. And I'm going to turn the mic over okay. to John just so you can kind of understand where he's coming from. I'll go last. You know what I mean? But um, no, man, this is this is this is your platform, brother. So if you get long winded, hey, you are welcome put that here right right yeah yeah john what's up man what you got for him well you know me man you know my just so bobby understands how scott and i jump in the pool on this thing is one of our biggest critiques of hip-hop is if an artist is authentic or not you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. is a person able to wax poetically about their life without trying to add a lot of yeast to it to make it sound appealing to the masses and you've definitely accomplished that. I mean, when I when I look back at some of your earlier catalog, you know, the Bobby J from Rockaway, the hometown joint, the Walter White joint, and you know, one of one of my favorites, you know, that just released earlier this year in January, was the single EP, the the Return featuring Kwame. And we're definitely going to get into that Kwame connection because my goodness, the dude is phenomenal in my opinion. Both from a producing stamp, both from a producer's standpoint, and a lot of people have forgot about Kwame, but he's been in the game so doggone long in the background that you know what I mean. I don't know how people have forgotten about him, you know, because he is definitely, definitely a big part of the hip hop scene still. No doubt, you know. So absolutely. So when I so when I look back at your catalog, my first question is definitely not going to be the last. My first question is. When you look back upon all the influences, because you talked about a few of them, so from 2007 before, who was your number one influence that whenever you sat down, you were like, you know what? Whenever I make this pen bleed on this paper, it gotta, it gotta be able to be like this, like this artist. Well, I mean, I guess I could take it back to the beginning. Like my, my, my first introduction to hip hop was pretty much you know my i had a i have a brother that's five years older than me so he was like an mtv junkie and he listened to everything but i was pretty much you know just growing up as a little kid like that was all the background noise was just what was on tv and what he was listening to and i think when you're a young kid like everyone wants to be like their older brother like i'm always trying to hang out with his friends i'm always trying to be in his room i'm going into his room stealing his albums and 
I was lucky because he was bringing home a lot of quality rap music uh, that I was uh, had access to at a young age. And, you know, my Gateway Drug album, and it's ironic because I'm working with Kwame, but my Gateway album that really, you know, made me fall in love with rap music was Biggie Ready to Die. And, um, you know, a lot of people say Illmatic, a lot of people say, you know, the there's, there's, there's all the quintessential 90s albums that people reference, but to me that was a perfect introductory album for somebody that was just getting into rap music because it kind of covers all the basics. Um, so I really fell in love with that album. And from there, you know, obviously, you know, I heard Illmatic, I heard Reasonable Doubt, I heard Drug Mo- Legal Drug Money, I heard Capital Punishment. Um, it's Dark and Hell is Hot was big for me. Um, obviously Eminem, you know, um, and then and then from there it was like, all right, you know, my favorite rappers became Big Pun, Eminem, Nas, Jay-Z, and I started to go back in time and be like, well, if I like these guys, you know, who influenced them and and who is like them that 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 I can listen nice. to? Nice. And I was um and I, I was I was lucky because the internet was just kind of starting to come into everybody's home. And I would just spend my, like I said, like I would just chill in my basement and spend my weekends just downloading music, you know. And, and from there, it's like, damn, you know, Cool G Rap, Rakim, Big Daddy Kane. Like I saw, I wanted to understand the evolution of how the style got from the beginning to where Nas and Jay and all those guys were at. And you start to realize, like, pretty much every dope lyricist is spawned from three or four people, you know? So it's like Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, Rakim, Slick Rick, you know, and then you could throw in anybody, you know, KRS-One, Chuck D, Run DMC, Melly Mel. So I really wanted to absorb as much hip hop and as much hip hop knowledge as possible. And then the Kwame connection obviously made me go even deeper because he was of that era and he was a super student of the game and he started putting me on to you know the earliest rap i knew of was maybe run dmc and 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 ll at that time and you know he started putting me on to guys like tila rock and melly mel and and cold crush you know what i mean like he took it back to like the early 70s so i've always just been um a sponge of of knowledge and just just a, a music enthusiast and you know, it, it was w- through working with him, I, I really, I really found a greater appreciation for the early days of rap music, you know, the late 70s, early 80s, because at the time, I didn't really get, I didn't really get that era of music, you know, I was, a, I was a 90s hip hop fan, but I didn't really understand the early days and, and, and someone like him was able to put it into context for me, you know, and that's when I really developed a, a greater appreciation for that. So. Like with my music that I make now, I always try to throw in some kind of ode or, or reference to classic hip hop or just make classic hip hop like the background to what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I always try to mix the old with the new. Um, so I think that's why a lot of people that may have grown up listening to hip hop where the new the new generation doesn't really speak to them anymore they kind of identify with with what I'm doing because, you know, if somebody's really listening, they could tell that I've done my homework. You know what I'm saying? Right. That if this isn't something that's just like, you know, a flash in the pan, it's not it's not something that I'm, I'm taking for granted. Like I really 
I really study this shit, you know, and it's because, you know, I love it. There's nothing, there's nothing that's ever been in my life that's 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 meant more to me than 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 hip hop music. So go, I want to kind of be a vessel to to put on kids that are my age or younger that may not have a knowledge of that stuff. I want them to be able to maybe listen to me and, and maybe that'll 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 spark their interest to go in maybe find out who you know a Kane is or a Rakim or any of the guys I just mentioned before so you know I have a strong I have a strong foundation and you know it's there's a lot of people I got to thank for that because you know a lot of kids today they don't they don't have they don't have access or or really care about doing the the knowledge or, or doing their homework about the music they're making which is kind of the saddest thing to me right well right but- Scott, if I could jump in for a sec. Sure, absolutely. So, so I, so I have a question. So, Bobby, as you as you say that, um, but first, let me say, just about a week ago, uh, I did a Facebook post where I, I said, you know, one of the greatest hip hop albums of to, for me in my that's in like my top five, top ten was uh, Gravity by the Bush Babies, mm-hmm. and your album is in my easily my top 10 of, of hip-hop albums i mean from start to finish your album so the the homework that you've done the appreciation that you have the love that you have for hip-hop is evident throughout the entire album and you know so i'm wondering did anyone try to with with the state of so-called of hip-hop today as it is with, with what's going on did anyone try to deter you from putting out an album like this as opposed to following the wave and following what everyone is doing and you know the way they're rapping now and you know did anyone try to deter you and say no you know what if you really want to blow up you need to do this i mean you know you hear shit like that all the time it's it's for me i just don't care man i don't give a shit you know i, I want to the minute the minute I, I turn around and I, I start trying to make, you know, my version of trap music or like try to make something that that's just riding the wave of what's popular, to me that would be selling out and it wouldn't be fun anymore. You know what I mean? Like I I specifically I specifically got into this and I specifically went into this album saying, you know, I'm I'm gonna do me. I'm going to be unapologetically me, regardless of what any what anybody thinks about it. You know, I'm going to make the album and the music that I want to make. And, you know, I got to thank Kwame because he gets it. You know what I'm saying? And, and he he shares the same frustrations that I do. And it's like, you know, why do we want to do what everybody else is doing? You know, why? Why? Why do we want to? He's and, and, and you know, that's that's been him since the beginning of his career i mean he always marched to the beat of his own drum like he's always been a complete individual so it makes sense for him to to want to do that you know it's just we again like we're not reinventing the wheel it's it's about making music that we want to listen to you know like i said my 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 rule of thumb is if if a 14 or 15 year old me wouldn't respect it then i'm not going to put it out and i i also think with what we're doing it's not like it's not like we're making records that sound like a fake DJ Premier beat with scratching on every hook, trying to bring back some bygone era. Like the records don't sound like that either. It's it just has that that 
that core hip hop element to it. You know, whatever that is, whether it's, you know, break beats or, or samples or, you know, just the fact that every record isn't an 808 beat with with rolling hi-hats and, and, and me rapping in a certain cadence, you know, it's 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 us just making what we want to make like that's that's the simplest way i could put it you know and and i feel like i'd rather be polarizing like i'd rather draw a line in the sand and say all right this is where i stand you either like it or you don't and like if you don't like it that's cool too man like everyone is entitled to their opinion you know you guys love it i've heard people you know in my comments online saying they hate it you know what i'm saying like a young kid might not get this shit at all and i can't i can't fault somebody for not understanding it but this is the type of music that i want to make this is the type of artist that i am like i'm not trying to be anything that i'm not you know and and if if, if you like it great if you don't that's cool too you know so that's that's the best way i could describe it well it's Bro. it's appreciated because i tell you what your album while it's hip-hop the, the great thing about it, it does not sound dated because I've heard some there's some artists who put out music and and it does sound dated and your album does not sound dated. I think Scott, John, I think you would agree with me that it's no not doubt. dated at all. No. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, man. I, and it, yeah, look, man, I appreciate the praise you're giving it, man. Like I'm 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 seriously humbled. You know what I mean? To for 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 you guys to be telling me what you think about it. You know, you don't. I don't go into these projects like worrying about what the the public is gonna say. So to put it out and have a, you know, such a positive reaction is crazy. Well, so thank you. I'll say it like this, Bobby. You you are definitely speaking our language, right? So I'm over here like getting emotional at your at your answers, man, because it sounds like you've been listening to our episodes, man. Like you are literally saying the same shit that we say. You know, week in and week out, man. And I like, I've, I've come to like an epiphany. And like, I'm not gonna make the show about me, right? So I've come to an epiphany. Like, I've, I've done all the bashing, right? I did all that with trap, the mumble rap, and all that, talking about how that music has <laughs> has no soul, right? To me, it has no soul, right? And so I'm done with that, right? I'm done hating on it. I'm trying to embrace the youngins. You know what I mean? It's, we got to get to a point where we're teaching. You feel me? And so mm-hmm. when when you come along with an album like this. And it's new, it's yeah. fresh, you know what I mean? And and you the bring it in. Play. The yeah. Play. yeah, you bring yeah. it in yeah, exactly. You bring it in somebody like a Kwame who who is such an icon, you know. I mean, I go back to when he dropped, you know, the rhythm. You know, for me, that was such a monumental mm-hmm. that was such a monumental yeah. record for me, man. Because that's that's me, right? That's 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 me. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's how right. That that's 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 where I'm coming from. And like he was and you know, it was just so important for me, man. So you know, my question for you, man, is like, you know, Far Rockaway, you come from Queens, New York, man. You know, Queens is is such a a player when it comes to this to this thing of ours, when it comes to hip hop, man. You got so many iconic artists that come from, from Queens. I mean, LL, Mob Deep, you know, Nas, you know what I mean? So what has been the response from them to you? Have you have they reached out to you? Have you reached out to them? Like what? What has been the overall response, you know, to you from them? Uh, from like OG Queens rappers, I mean, you know, I, I get um, it, I, I get surprised at like who follows me um, every day. You know what I mean? Um, the other day, it's funny you bring up LL because he followed me. I saw um, I like saw. a month ago. <laughs> yeah, I saw. And um, yeah, and uh, like I, I almost shit my pants when I saw that. And it's like you know, I don't. 
I don't know if he sees what I'm doing. I don't know if he's just silently watching. But it's like, you know, that's that that's that's truly some mind-blowing shit. You know what I mean? That we live in a day and age where somebody of that stature even knows who I am or knows what I'm doing. I mean, that's 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 incredible. Um, you know, I I was in the studio with Static um, not too long ago, and he was talking to Premier on FaceTime, and Premier knew who I was, and just the fact that he even knew who I was like bugged me the fuck out because he's an idol to me. You know what I mean? Like at one point, it was like anything that that he even put his hands on, I was listening to it just off a of, you know general principle. So, uh, you know, Dana Dane's always checking me out. You know what I'm saying? DJ Wiz is always checking me out. Like, there's just all these these legendary people that have, you know, at the very least, you know, just just told me to keep going and, and say that they like it. And, and it's like, I mean, that's that, at this point, at this stage of where I'm at, that's that's really why I do it. You know what I mean? It's 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 people that I know and respect respecting it and then also guys like you like people that feel like rap has abandoned them you know ha finally having something that they can identify with again and and that kind of goes back to my my earlier point it's like you know when i when when i make music you know i'm trying to reach the people that in some respects i guess grew up on hip-hop you know loved it during a particular era don't really feel like they can identify with what's going on now and for some reason the music industry has discarded them you know it's like every record that comes out can't be marketed towards a high school kid you know i mean rap is like 50 years old almost at this point and you know there's there's a huge demographic of hip-hop fans that are just completely underserviced you know i mean it's like i i i truly feel like there's a void that could be filled where music can be marketed to people who are 25 and up you know because those people still you know buy albums those people buy merchandise they go to shows and they deserve something they can listen to too so it's just overwhelming man like I, you know every day you know i'm surprised by the power of social media and 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 you know who's watching and you know i just mm. i just keep doing what i'm doing man it's 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 crazy well, you, you know what's you, funny you said. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I was gonna say, you know what's funny? You, you talked about the demographic, the, the youth. Um, they always say the young kids are the ones who are spending all the money and you know, buying things, doing all these things. But to your point, if people like us, who are established with jobs and careers, if we have quality artists that are putting out shows, putting out music, the money is spent. We support. We'll go yeah. to the show. We'll buy. Um, you know, but it's got to be. It, it has to be out there. There has to be an outlet for it. And like you said, you know, the 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 record company with radio stations. That's not what they're trying to push. No and, doubt. You know, it, no it, doubt. it is. It it is unfortunate that they're not pushing that. Um, I, you know, hopefully th there will be a turnaround because you know the young kids. You say the young kids need like I I'm I'm pushing my album to my kid. I'm pushing your album to my kids. You know. That's and as soon as it came out, as soon as it came out, I I sent them the link right away. I said, look, download this. You know, because man, you, you, everyone's reaching out to you because they are wordsmiths and that is what you are. 
and it's it's a joy to listen to to that you know so um, hopefully the, the outlet will be there but I mean you're right it, it, something needs to be done for for those of us who love hip hop because we'll spend the money we'll go to the shows you know no doubt absolutely no doubt. man but you mentioned something really important you mentioned how you were shocked that like Premier knew who you were and you know LL followed you I mean I think you know, you got to, you know, I think you got to understand. I mean, those are the gatekeepers of this, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they're sitting in back listening, you know what I mean? Keeping watch and, and, you know, trying to trying to regain control of this. And I think the fact that you they showed up on their, like exactly, exactly. The fact that you showed up on their radar, I'm not shocked at that at all. You from Queens. You feel me? You're putting out quality product as gatekeepers. Oh, yeah. As gatekeepers, it is their responsibility to make sure that. You know what bubbles to the top has substance you feel me it's their responsibility right. you know what i mean and so that that feeds right into my question for you i mean do you look at it as your responsibility to keep this boat floating to keep this thing of ours going i guess yeah i guess i do um you know i think i think um you know there's there's hip-hop the sound has become so homogenized where it's like you know i remember a time and look i'm i'm, I'm probably you know significantly younger but i i still remember an era where at the very least every region and every producer had uh, a, a clear identity you know what i'm saying like you would hear um, a New York record and know it came out of New York. You know, you yes. would hear a record that came from Atlanta and knew, knew it was from Atlanta. You would hear something from the, the, the West Coast, know it was from the West Coast, Midwest. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You you could hear a beat and say, oh, Timbaland did that. Oh, Pharrell did that. Oh, Pete Rock did that. You know what I'm saying? Or Dre did that. And um, that is completely gone for all regions at this point. I mean, every... Even the rappers that I do really like, and I think, you know, I'm not one of those guys, like, because I make a, a particular brand of rap music that I'm like, oh, fuck all this new shit. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not like that at all. Um, even the rappers that I like and respect, you know, I think even from just a sonic beat standpoint, everything kind of sounds like a run-on sentence, you know what I'm saying? And I think for me, when I was making this album, it's like, I just want to have an East Coast identity behind what I'm doing. Like, I want somebody to listen to this and be like, okay, like, he's from New York. You know what I'm saying? And and, and again, it's not like some, I'm bringing New York back, we're bringing the 90s back. It's just, like, I don't see anything wrong with me wanting to preserve, you know, the sound that that's the foundation of, of this music, you know what I mean? And bring it into the new the new age. So. I guess to a certain degree, I do feel like I have a responsibility. I don't know if that was necessarily the mindset I had when I was making these songs. I mean, you know, it could have been unintentional, but again, like as simple as that, the simplest way I could explain it is I'm just trying to make music that I like to listen to. And, you know, if, if, if I accomplish that, I think it accomplishes a lot of other things as well. But yeah, man, I just, I'm just trying to make music that, 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 it has a quintessential East Coast vibe to it, you know, because those are all the the rappers and the the producers that that influenced me. You know, they were all, you know, dudes from, you know, the Northeast or, you know, New New York or you know Philly or whatever. So you know, that's just that's just the vibe I've always I've always been on. And I don't 
I don't dislike other regions at all. You know what I'm saying? I just I just feel like there was a particular sound and, and a vibe I was going for. And, you know, that's 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 what I'm going to do. No doubt, man. I think I, I, I love your answer for a lot of different reasons. And John knows exactly where I'm going with this, man. Yeah. John, yep. <laughs> John and I talk about the rules of hip hop all the time. Before I turn it back over to him, I just want to say, I mean, again, this is our opinion, which don't mean shit to nobody. You know what I'm saying? But when talking about the rules of hip hop and going back to, to when we got into this, man, it's like, first and foremost, you got to tell them who you are. You got to establish your identity, right? You got to tell them and then tell them how dope you are. So tell them your name, you know what I'm saying? Tell them where you're from and then you spend the rest of the time telling them how dope you are. You accomplish those three things, brother, on your album. You feel yep. me? So, uh, I didn't mean to cut you, you off, Don, man, but you know what I'm saying? I had to have uh, no, that all in good. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, so I got two quick questions for you, Bob. What's um, up? One, you mentioned Ready to Die. But you didn't mention your favorite track off that LP. So what is your favorite track off the Ready to Die LP? It's unbelievable. Oh, I, hell yeah. Okay. 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 Unbelievable, man. And uh, and then the second question is, um, have has anybody given you any uh, you know suggestions on bars or anything like that? Like like you should put this in your song. You should put that in your song. Uh. Sometimes, like like friends that'll you know be out drinking and someone be like, oh, you should say something like this. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, well, it's about to happen right now. It's about to happen right now, Bobby J. I got a bar for you, Bobby <laughs> yeah, J. I got a bar hear. for you. All right, you ready? Yeah. You ready? Don't call me Bobby J. Call me Bobby Flay because I be cooking niggas. <laughs> I actually mentioned Bobby. I actually mentioned Bobby Flay in this song. I got called Bobby. So <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm just messing with you. You ask Scott, man. I like to throw a little levity in there from time to time. If you follow the Facebook, the Light Podcast Facebook page, you'll you'll see I throw comedy out there all the time because hip hop doesn't always have to be serious. You know what I mean? Hip-hop is all about the culture, and the culture just isn't a bunch of people running around, you know, always looking like Malcolm X, you know? Malcolm X told jokes, too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, but seriously, but but just bringing this back around, when you talk about the Kwame's and you talk about people such as that, do you have a particular type of production that you like to rap over top of? Because, like, you look like... It, because you know when you talk about like a jay-z or something like that right so one of jay-z's favorite types of beats is beats with a lot of bounce in it right because his mm -hmm. voice has a lot of movement to it so if you could pick the perfect type of beat what type of beat would that be uh it's hard for me to say like i think a common thread with a lot of beats that i pick is energy you know no matter what the vibe of the song is i want i want the music to you know, good music is like, you know, you're sitting in a car and, you know, it's background noise. The, the, the radio might be turned down low. You know, you may not be paying attention to it. And then a song comes on that makes you turn up the, the stereo. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, mm -hmm. it elicits right. some kind of reaction out of you. You know, it makes you move. And I know that's how that's how Kwame produces his beats. It's like. I always take into consideration. I was when I when I'm picking beats, I try to put myself in um, the position of the of the unbiased listener with maybe a 10 to 15 second attention span. So it's like, how am I gonna catch that person that doesn't care, that's ready to hit the skip button, 
and you have 10 to 15 seconds to grab that person's attention. And that's always, you know, I don't know if that really answers your question, but no, it does. I, think the, it does. I, I think the common thread with what with what I'm making is I want I want the, the music to elicit some kind of physical reaction out of you. And I want the energy to be there, whether, you know, whether it's a, an introspective track, whether it's a fun track, whether it's something lyrical, whatever it is, whatever it is I'm talking about, I want your head to be moving. I want your body to be moving. You know what I'm saying? Because I understand like, yes, lyrics are important. Lyrics are probably the most important thing as, as a MC, but you know, you also got to take the casual listener into consideration and understand that not everybody is on the same wavelength when it comes to being, you know, as overly analytical as guys like me and you are. You know what I mean? I want to also be able to hook somebody that's the casual fan as well. And I think before anybody listens to the bars, before anybody listens to the lyrics, they're listening to the beat, they're listening to your cadence, how you're saying something, and they're listening to the hook. So. You know, I try to right. take all those things into consideration and use that as a Trojan horse. Like, I think when you combine all those elements and you're saying something dope and the lyrics are good, that's when you've you've really cracked the code. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of True that. True there's that. a lot of rappers that are that are nice, but they may pick whack beats. You know, they they may not flow Locksmith. properly. That yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know, all right. Well, 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 excuse me one 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 second. Yeah. Let me. Let me just get in this last question real quick. So, Bobby, I have a challenge for you. I don't know if you know it or not, and I'm about to embarrass the hell out of Scott. But I don't know if you know it or not. Yeah, he already said, oh, hell, here go John again. <laughs> but I always like to put, if you listen to the podcast, I always put our, you know, anytime we have an artist on, I always put them on the spot. So Scott earlier this year, maybe about a month ago, dropped his own LP because he is a producer. It's called Collinsville. I don't know if you had an opportunity to listen to it or not, but here is here is your challenge. <laughs> um, I would like to hear you listen to, uh, you know, I like to have you pick one of his beats off of, off of his Collinsville LP. Oh my and go God. And freestyle for it for us. Because listening to you talk about how you set everything up and how you go about everything. I haven't heard any of your mixtapes, but to me, it sounds like you can go about 16 to 32 bars on a hot-ass freestyle. So we got to put you, I mean, we're not big ticker. We can't put you in the booth, but we are John and Scott, and we can put you on the spot with a hot-ass freestyle. You know, I didn't even mean to rhyme that. You know what I mean? Maybe I can get a feature. <laughs> but, nah, but, real, but real talk, check it out. It's available. I'm sure Scott can uh, get you a copy. I, think he might know somebody that has a copy that can get you a copy at least check it out drop a freestyle for us over one of his beats yeah wow. man let's do it you know i do the um you know i do the breakfast bar series so that's like that's something i i do typically every monday you know i i've been doing a, a freestyle series on instagram called breakfast bars where you know for pretty much the past year and a half i've been either dropping a music video or just or a track you know rhyming over beats that i grew up listening to or yeah. whatever i'm feeling at the moment so that's kind of like how i built a lot of my following was just doing you know the breakfast bar shit and then you know kind of all culminated in this album so wow. yeah i'm definitely down to check it out and then and, and do something over it 
Man, I mean, Scott, Scott can we arrange to get Bobby J something? No doubt. Yeah. I will be com- I will be completely honored, man. I will be completely honored. And again, it's it's no pressure. You know what I mean? John is John is something else, man. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> you I knew it was coming, Scott. I Come did. on. You knew I it did. Was- how can I listen? How can I have a dope MC on the show and not have him go over top of one of Scott's chocolates. You know what I'm saying? Oh my hey, God. Man, I'm looking forward to hearing it, man. You know what I'm, I mean? Like I'm, I respect it. You know, I'm an artist as well. So it's like, you know, I, I get, I get that there's a time and a place and like, you know, I, I I'm always apprehensive about asking people to listen to my stuff. So it's like, man, I'm I an infantry it, you know? Marine combat vet. There's all the time and places when I'm breathing. You understand? What I'm saying? I, I push forward at all times. You know what I mean? I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. Dwayne, you yeah, had a question, Bobby bro. J, mm-hmm. you know, I was gonna say his his breakfast bars. If you didn't hear his one where he dropped, he did it over the Just a Friend beat mm. from KRS One. Oh man, you gotta hear that. Oh hell you yeah! Hear. Hell yeah! Tell him to hear that. Yeah, that's my shit. <laughs> yeah, <That's> my shit. <laughs> so man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get this in, Bobby. I've been, I've been holding on to this man because one of the first things, man, when I when I heard. Your album. The first track I heard was it was a video you dropped on YouTube. Let me breathe, right? And so, yeah. bro, that track is literally got me stuck. Like I'm stuck in place, right? The joint comes on, man. I'm like, I'm trying to get, you know, I was I was trying to get through your album, and I couldn't do it because I kept hitting rewind on on track three. You feel me? So, it's like my favorite MC of all time is Nas. Like there's Nas, yeah. there's Nas, there's Nas, and then there's Nas. You feel me? And so <laughs> it's like one of and I completely agree with, you know, the, the, the sentiment on what Nas is, you know, his weakness is. And I think if I could choose any weakness, and we all got him, but if I could choose any weakness with regard to Nas, it's his ability or inability to choose beats. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and um, what I want to know is, what is your process, man? Like, I'm sure that you get beats all the time, you know what I mean, as far as what you choose like what is your process when choosing beats and do you worry about what the what the response is going to be from your fan base when you do choose a beat and you choose to rhyme over it is that something that that goes into consideration i mean yeah it's kind of what i was just saying it's like yeah. you know I, I i definitely i definitely think you got to take the listener into consideration you know what yeah. i mean but it's mm-hmm. like my thing is you know i'll sit like for instance, you know, a lot of times when, when I'm working with Kwame, we'll make records from scratch. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll I'll come to him with an idea, and he'll make a beat on the spot. So it's mm-hmm. a little different sometimes working with him. Like he, very rarely is he just sending me a batch of beats, unless he has something particularly, very particular in mind for me. You know, very rarely am I just listening to him play beats. You know, it's it's like I'll have a song idea or concept, and we'll kind of build off that. But like, say for instance, when I work with Static, you know, I went into his studio and he probably played me 250 beats. Wow. So I'm, you know, I'm standing there and he's going one by one by one by one by one, and it's like every last one of them is dope. But again, I think it's there's there's a certain gut instinct and feeling you have when you hear something and you know it's right. So I'm just waiting for that moment where I'm like, all right, right that's the one. Gotcha. You know, it, it doesn't take. It, it shouldn't it shouldn't take a lot of thought and you shouldn't overthink it it should be something that hits you immediately gotcha. so you know that's how i mean that's how i chose walter white and that's how i chose um blue-eyed soul you know what i mean i, I mm-hmm. had a 
I had an idea of what I wanted from him, but you know, it's like again, I want I want though that music that you know within the first 20 seconds, as soon as those drums drop, you know, you already like the record. You know what I mean? Because then okay. then the, then the rest of it, then the rest of it is easy. So that's that's always been my thing, man. It's just it's it's you know a hit record when you hear it within the first 15 seconds and i th- i feel like that's that's always been the way it is you know when that song comes on it's 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 immediately identifiable you know everybody reacts to it and that's that's the that's the mindset i take in when i'm when i'm listening to music you know no doubt and hey, I think Scott, it's- uh, mm-hmm. I, I was gonna say what's the one thing that i'm sure that we've said to our kids when we talk about music today as opposed to music from our era is that this music today does not make you move nah no soul you know no soul bro. doesn't make you move mm-hmm. and it's it's that head nod that you know i i joke around with my kids all the time i'm, I'm i put music on and i'm in here spazzing out you know and yeah. i tell them their music doesn't do that so bobby you 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 pick tracks that just from the moment they hit is you, your body is it's it's you can't control it it just moves no doubt and your moves. Moves. no doubt and your flow and cadence is perfect man i think it's a perfect segue to start talking about your album yeah. that you know some of classics for me man like your use of metaphors is crazy what do you say oh. i'm in the pocket like lint and loose change bro i must have returned <laughs> i must have i must rewound that about a hundred times bro you know what i mean it's like <laughs> that's my shit right there man and um you know Appreciate i think it. i think you know what I want to know from you, man, with with regard to your album, I mean, you definitely hit on what we call the rules of hip hop, man. You, you, you introduce yourself, right? We know who you are, Bobby J from Rockaway. You know what I mean? You, you told him how dope you are. You know what I mean? But I want to hear from you, man. Like, what's the message of this album? You know, I listen to it backwards and forwards and back again. Huh? It is un, it is unskippable. Sixteen unskippable tracks. But yes, you, you know what I mean. The you know the one that's responsible for this man like what what's the what's the overall message man like what do you want your fans to, 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 to truly understand about what this is well for me it's like you know there's a lot of rappers from queens but there's not a lot of there's there's really hasn't been a lot of people out of rockaway in general you know what i'm saying it's kind of like the red-headed stepchild of queens you know most people don't really know about it most people that live in new york have never even really been here um it's kind of entity in its own you know it's isolated it's kind of got its own culture and a, a big a big thing for me was showing people a side of of new york city that they they rarely get to see you know what i'm saying um you know obviously we've had chinks we had stack bundles you know mc searches from out here but you know when you think about uh new york city especially through the lens of hip-hop you know it's usually a dude in a hoodie, Tim's standing in front of the bodega rapping in the middle of the winter. And that's cool. You know, that's that's quintessential New York City. But, you know, I want to show people a side of New York that they rarely get to see. You know, a lot of people don't know there's a beach down here. A lot of people don't know that, you know, there is a surf culture down here, that there is, you know, this place that, that just looks like, you know, it looks like it almost doesn't belong. You know what I'm saying? And and the neighborhood itself is all about juxtaposition. Like you have, you know, you have one side that's like predominantly white, like not even just white, it's Irish white. Like we have our own St. Patrick's Day parade. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. One side is predominantly black. 
when I was growing up, there was a huge racial divide. Like, they, like those two sides did not intersect at all. So my that goes back to my earlier statement about how it was kind of a sheltered experience when it came to hip hop. Like nobody else was rapping that I knew, you know, growing up. So it was like this weird, strange experience that was kind of disconnected from the rest of New York. And you have a pocket of wealth, you have parts of the neighborhood that look like literally like Mad Max, like no man's land. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If you're standing on the boardwalk and you look to the left, you see all the symptoms of a New York City neighborhood. You know, you see high rise apartments, you see projects, you see the A train, you know, you see middle class homes. You look to the right and it's the beach. And if it's the middle of July, you wouldn't even know you're in New York City. So it's like the way I describe it, it's it's all these opposites on top of each other and it's in, it's all in, in this one small place and you know I always describe it to people like there's a rockaway beach everywhere because it's really like a microcosm of like small town America like you could go any state in this country and find a community that's like where I grew up and I, I feel like that's the common thread that I'm trying to uh, promote to people and um, you know aside from that the title of the album is actually taken from uh, the, the summer basketball league out here, which is called Summer Classic. Um, you know, a lot of local, this is a big basketball community as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of local Rockaway legends played in that league. Chris Mullen used to play in that league. And it's kind of been something that's been generational, that's been going on for years in the neighborhood. It's something that, you know, has brought the community together in a lot of respects. And, the working title for this album was originally Hometown. And I think I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my merch. And the idea popped in my head to make T-shirts based off the summer classic jerseys that people used to wear. And I was like, you know what? That's what I should call my album because I feel like from top to bottom, I'm giving you an album full of bangers that you could play you know, when you're driving in your car with the top down, you know, with the windows open. And I feel like every rapper tries to have that one record or that album that plays throughout the summertime. You know, everyone wants that summer single that that just rocks from May to September. And, you know, I feel like when you listen to this album top to bottom, that's kind of what I'm giving you in its entirety. It's something that you just press play from track one and you don't have to stop it until the last song plays out. So. That was the intention behind it, you know, whether I accomplished that, I don't know, but that was, that, 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 that's what I, I really, really wanted to do with this. And um, again, it, it has a tie into my community and, and, and my neighborhood. So that, you know, that, that only made it better for me. Oh, you definitely, you definitely gave us, you definitely gave us classics, stomach classics, every single one of them. No doubt. Every single one of them, every single one of them. No doubt, man. And it, that that's a rare thing, man. That's a rare thing. Even even some of the greats, it's a rare thing that someone gives us a complete album. No, no doubt. No doubt. Appreciate it, man. No doubt. And Bobby, listen, man, I know your time is limited. I got one last question for you, man, before I turn it over to Dwayne and, uh, and John for theirs, man. I'm going to ask you a very unfair question, but I have to do it, man. <laughs> What's up? You got you got 16 tracks. You know what I mean. All these all these songs are your are your are your babies. 
you know what I mean? You're, you're mostly connected to all 16 of them, but I got to know, man, which one is your favorite track? Which is that one track where if you was trying to show your album and try to present it to, to anyone, which would be the track you would choose and hit play on so that they can understand what this is? Hmm. It's hard to say, but I probably... I really like Blue-Eyed Soul, to be honest with you. I really like that one. Um, you know, I think it encapsulates a lot of what I just described, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? It has that It has that summertime vibe. Um, you know, when I heard the beat, I kind of thought of like a hip-hop. Like, the reason I called it Blue-Eyed Soul was because when Static played the beat, I was like, you know, this kind of sounds like some Hall & Oates yacht rock type shit you know what i mean so that's that's how the that's how the song came into fruition um but yeah man like i, I really love that record i mean it's funny because you know i think i think there's something on this album for everybody you know like i get a lot of people hit me saying they like all these different records and it's 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 interesting to always hear you know what resonates with people um you know and i think honestly it, it, a lot of that plays into you know what people were raised on like you know the the casual the casual listeners like certain records you know that this hardcore hip-hop fans like other records you know what i mean and you know it's, it's it's hard for me to pick one to me that's that's my favorite one i don't know if it's because it's the one i've done most recently that's probably it um but yeah man it's, it's again like you said that's a, that's a hard question to answer because there's really uh there's really a story behind every single one. You know, I mean, this this album was a true labor-intensive process. So it's like, you know, you ask me about any record on the album, I can I can go into a story behind it. You know, so it's hard for me to. It's like you said, they're like they're like your kids. You know, you can't you can't choose your favorite kid. They're all no. special in their own yeah. way. You know, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. All right, guys. Uh, you know, Dwayne, you got another well, question for Bob? Let me oh, let me get sorry. my one my my one last question in my one last question for Bobby J. So Bobby J. from Rockaway, who gave you your name? I did. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Bobby J. Um, you know, it's funny. It's kind of like it's kind of a, a a joke that became serious because like my my name is is Bobby Joseph and everyone's called me the Bobby or Bobby J growing up so so Bobby J is just something I've always been called um you know what I mean it's not so much a name that I chose as much as it was given to me it's funny because I'm kind of the, the the name is kind of inspired by some of these new kids you know what I'm saying like there's there's some kids out here that are rapping that have some of the strangest names you've ever heard like, I remember the first time I heard of this kid, Ski Mask, the Slump God. I was like, that's the weirdest name I ever heard in my life. But I remember it. I remember it. And I checked out his music. And and to me, that's the most important thing. It's like, I don't care if you like it or, or you don't. All I care is that you remember it. So there's that element to it. And then, you know, the, the, serious, the, the serious part of it is, again, like, Rockaway Beach is the background to everything that I do. You know, it's the backdrop to all my music. It's it's a, the backdrop to a lot of my videos. So I really just want to put my neighborhood on the map. And what be, what better way to do that than make it part of my professional name? You know what I'm saying? So it it, it automatically lets you know, and and it puts my neighborhood in the conversation because, like I said, there haven't been a lot of rap artists that have really come out of here that have that have that have made it, and the ones that have 
got taken away from us before they even really got to, to hit their full potential. So I just want to put my neighborhood on the map, and I felt that was the best way to do it. So that that's 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 where the name came from, man. I mean, you know, people call me Bobby J from being a little kid, and you know, I feel like with with names in general, you shouldn't you shouldn't overthink it. It should just be what you know what people in the in the neighborhood call you, what what everybody knows you as. You know, I've never really been a fan of like, you know, rap names in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never felt like I I, I could ever come up with a cool rap name. So you know, why not just call myself what everyone's been calling me anyway? You know, right. So here, Bobby, I want you to I want you to forget about being humble right now. Like, don't I don't want you to be humble. I want you to tell us how good your album is. Yo, man, I think I made the best album I could possibly make at this point in my life. Honestly, like, I this album was I, when I tell you, you know, this was was a three year process just even getting to the point where I was ready to to put something out. You know, there's there's records on this album. That, are, that were made a month ago. There's some that are, you know, almost three years old. You know, this 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 project went through so many iterations before I finally understood the direction I wanted to go with it. So, you know, and, and me being my own worst enemy, like literally being my own worst enemy, you know, and, and never being satisfied. The fact that I got to a point where I wanted to put it out, like I'm clearly satisfied with it. I think, you know, if, if, if you like the type of hip hop that I'm making. I don't know any other artists that are really doing it the way I'm doing it right now. So, you know, that's about as cocky as I'll get. Everything is subjective. Obviously the listeners are gonna have their opinion and hip, trust me, hip hop fans are opinionated. They will tell you if they don't, they don't like something. But at the end of the day, man, like I said, I'm just happy to be sharing this with people. I'm happy to be putting this out and have an audience that actually gives a fuck because for a long time, the hardest thing was just getting people to even press the play button. So the fact that people are listening and enjoying it, that's that's all I need, man. You know, the, every everyone else is going to say what they got to say, but, you know, I'm happy with it. I, I personally think there's not a skippable track on the album, no. you know, and I think it has the perfect no. blend of, you know, I think it has the perfect blend of, of you know, personal songs. It has the perfect blend of lyrical songs fun songs where i'm not taking myself too seriously you know i think I, I think the beats are incredible i have an incredible lineup of of producers some of the best in the business in my opinion and you know i couldn't be happier with it man so i'm just like i'm just running victory laps at this at this point and um you know the fact that guys like you are paying attention and you know putting your friends onto it and talking about it i mean that's that's what it's all about, man. That's, that's that's why I do this, man. I don't do this for money. I don't do this for, you know, any of the bullshit. You know, this is this is why I do it, man. Uh, anyone who's a real rapper is is doing it because they want the respect of their peers, and you know what I'm saying. They, if they tell you any different, they're lying. Right. No. Right. No doubt, man. Hey, just just so you know, I'm gonna start telling everyone that I'm related because my last name is Joseph. So. Yo, that's crazy. Say it's us saying that's my cousin Bobby. That's yeah. funny because I never meet people. Yo, I never meet people with the last name Joseph. Man, that's always been like a joke. <laughs> Everyone's like, Joseph's your last name? Why do you have two first names? Right, right. You know I mean, so that's funny. 
That's crazy. So what's next for Bobby J from Rockaway? What's up? Well, I'm definitely going to be working this project, man. I feel like there's there's a lot of songs on this album that demand visuals. So, you know, obviously the, the single hook drop with Little Fame from M.O.P. That's out right now. The video just dropped today. Yeah. Um, you know, expect more visuals from this album. Um, but I'm, I'm getting right back in the studio, man. Like, you know, I definitely will say that you know, while there's a there's a an old school aesthetic on this album, I'm definitely taking a new school approach to how I'm putting stuff out and how I'm moving. And I feel like, you know, people got short attention spans. You know, whether whether you like it or not, that's that's just the 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 law of the land at this point. You know, you put something out on a Monday, people forget about it on a Tuesday. No doubt. So, you know, I feel like in order to survive in this current climate, you know, you need to have a project every three to four months you know what i mean because if, if you if you wait a year two years in, be, in between projects or you know even dropping something you know you're gonna fall out of the conversation so i think it's important to just keep pushing and keep putting music out so you know i'm i'm, I'm gonna get right back in and and probably work on another ep um to come out after this i have uh, a project that i also worked on this year with this drummer named daru jones I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he's incredible, man. Like he's one of the hardest working musicians in the business. You know, he drums with everybody from Jack White to Pete Rock to he was on Gloria Gaynor's last album. Like his resume is incredible. And, um, you know, he's just a, a really good friend of mine. We got really close and, you know, he respects what I'm doing and, and wanted to get in the studio with me. And we made a little EP together where it's just me rhyming and him him playing the drums, you know, no frills, no nothing extra, just drums and, and lyrics. And um, we actually filmed the whole studio session for that. So it's gonna be like a mini documentary slash project. So we're, we're just figuring out when we're gonna put that out um so i got that on the way and then you know like i said um i'm, I'm diving right next right into uh the next project which will probably be you know an ep i don't think it'll be another full-length album but you know expect another ep within the next two to three months and like i said more videos to come from this project as well man that's, that's the best cool. news i heard in a, in, a, in, a, in a in a minute and we will definitely be pumping that on all of our outlets man so speaking Absolutely. speaking of that man let the people know how they can reach you man on social media and all that yeah so it's pretty much at bobby j from rockaway everywhere you know bobby j from rockaway on instagram um facebook um all streaming platforms whether it's spotify google play apple music audio mac soundcloud if you search bobby j from rockaway you'll find me on Twitter, on Bobby J Rockaway, um, yeah, and like you know, I'm, I try to, I try to, you know, really keep a rapport with the fans and the people that are commenting on the music. So you know, people that, you know, comment on the page or DM me, like I try to get back to everybody. You know, if somebody has the time to comment or or reach out to me, I have the time to respond. So you know, if you like what you hear, reach out to me, let me know, and you know, I'll try and get back to you. Yeah, that's appreciated. That's appreciated. No doubt. Bobby, man, we sincerely appreciate the time, man. You are, are definitely uh, inspirational, um, you know, for, for us, man. We learned a lot about you, man, during this interview, man. And, uh, we, you know, we can't thank you enough for coming on, man, and, and taking the time out to do this with us, man. Uh, we will definitely be, you know, you know, spreading the love and, and making sure that, you know, at least our base understands exactly who you are 
and you know what you represent and you know definitely the music that you're putting out man so thank you man from the from the, from the bottom of our hearts with that man hey man likewise you know what i mean thank you for having me on the show you know what i'm saying thanks for giving me a platform thanks for telling people you know anytime anytime you guys want me on i'm here Dwayne, let the people know man how they can reach you man hey you know what just Dwayne joseph just on i'm just on instagram you know i'm just a regular regular guy man regular guy and you know now i'm just a huge fan of bobby j so when i can when i can push his music and push push what he's doing to my friends anyway that's what i'm doing Dwayne is, hey, super, Dwayne is super humble, man. He's, he's a prolific author, man. Been doing it for a long time, doing it big for a long time. So check him out, Dwayne Joseph. Yeah, man. I want to read what you do, man. I want to. I want to. I want to see. I want to read some of your work. So please send that to me. Yeah, uh, I, I. You know what? I, I'll say this. I, I quit for a few years, but I'll say this, Scott. Right now, I'm actually writing a screenplay. So we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. That's dope, man. Let's go. Keep pushing, bro. Keep doing what you love. Trust me, it's not plight, but you couldn't pull these thoughts. I could. No caviar, waiter, I'm good. Classic muscle whipping, gripping on pine wood. Time stood still when I was conceiving this plan. I hit the beach and sunk my feet in the sand. And it came to me like a lullaby. Saw a butterfly flying through a pastel colored sky. And it justified my only vice. Since I go through life, seeing shit behind blue eyes, it's only right. I had to hit him with that blue eyed soul.